And to go with that, with feminism, like, you know, I am educated now. I have the right to vote. Like there are good things. We don't have to push it to the fuck men. We don't need men. I can be a man. Like, let's take out how far it's gone and go back to the good things that came from these technologies and ideas and find a balance. Um, I think that would be really cool for women. Like there's got to be some place in between the boss bitch and the trad wife. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Being Different. Today, it's just me and my little co-pilot, Cooper. He's here with me, so if you hear baby noises, you'll know what's going on. Um, I'm sure Anthony, my producer, is going to be like, what the heck, Liz? Like, I get you microphones and headphones and all these things so that we can cancel out the background noise, and then you bring a baby to record. But that's where I am in life right now, so he's with me. And if you're a mom, then you can tune out the baby noises anyways, so... Um, I've just had a couple things on my mind. Um, our country right now is like super divided. You have to be like one side or the other on everything. And it drives me crazy because it's like, not just with politics, but with anything, um, you know, Republican, Democrat, whatever. And so I feel like this has really bled into, um, women's thinking and motherhood. And you're either like, a working mom, whether you call yourself or not feminist, like career woman, um, or you're a stay at home mom, you know, more traditional wife. And it's basically very polarized right now. You're like, you're either one or the other. And I don't think that's cool. Like that's not how it should be. And there's gotta be a group of people that are like me that like, don't really fit into one group right now, but don't really fit into the other group right now. And we shouldn't feel so isolated for not being able to pick a side. Um, But I wonder like what has led us to this place. Um, So I've been doing some research and listening to a bunch of different people. And I listened to this guy. He was actually on the Jordan Peterson podcast and he was talking about, um, the Tudor dynasty and the rise of the printing press. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And so he was saying how, when the printing press was first invented, um, it caused a ton of turmoil. Um, it led to, you know, more witch trials happening. It led to huge, you know, religious wars played big parts in all the carnage that happened there. But like with the advent of this new technology or any like, big new idea or something like that, there usually comes a lot of chaos um, before things get better. And we can look back now and say, oh, the printing press is a wonderful invention. You know, clearly people can read from it in mass quantities. You know, it puts books out to so many people that didn't have access to it before. But that time period of when it was invented, you know, like from 1521 to 1538, there was like mass chaos surrounding it. And so I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, Like what happened with women that kind of brought us to the point where we are now? So I'm like, okay, 
you know, women traditionally worked in the fields, like they took care of the home. There was very clearly defined sex roles for all of history, really. Um, And the women did more of the nurturing things and the men did more of the providing things. Um, And so what really changed for women was, you know, the advent of the washing machine, the refrigerator, like dishwashers, anything that you can think of that made working in the household a lot easier or allowed women to cut down on those tasks. That was huge for women. Um, And that happened. I mean, I think the first one was in the 1800s, but it wasn't really like widely popular or, you know, people couldn't afford to have these things, these inventions of technology in their home until like the 1940s. I think like in 1948, it said 63% of homes had a fridge in America. Um, And so I'm like, okay, So if women, you know, in the 40s, let's say, get all this new technology that they actually, most women had access to, um, their life changed drastically. It allowed so much more free time. And so then you have the feminist movement that, you know, is coming on around the same time. So you have the time where we get these huge technological advances that make women's lives so much easier just from a labor perspective. Um, And you also have this ideology, this feminist ideology happening where, you know, women, they want to be able to vote and they want, you know, education. They want to be treated equal as men or whatever. And so those things, you know, they're all good. Well, then after that, it kind of goes nuts. And so I'm like, okay, let's compare this back to the printing press analogy. Um, You know, the added witch trials, all these wars, it's like people kind of go nuts with this new technology and they don't really know how to handle it. And so there comes a lot of problems. So I'm like, okay, I think that that as is where we are now as a country, as far as women go, Um, we're a little bit past that point because we've had the generation now, that, you know, women, we got our freedom, we got our education, we can do everything that men can do, blah, 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 rah, 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 women. Okay, we got it. So women go to work, we all buy into this, like we need to do everything like men do. You have the sexual revolution where, you know, you're not a slut for sleeping with 20 guys anymore. It's just women are just like men, equal to men. Well, so we go through all of that and we now have all these moms that, they're not cool with like, okay, I don't really want to have my kid be in daycare all day long. I don't want to be a man all day long when it comes to raising kids. And so we have this like identity crisis that we're all going through. And we've seen a lot of the consequences now of trying to be men. We have a movement in America going on now that's reverting back to, I want to be like, before the technology was here, like before the big change happened. So somebody the other day called me, they were like, Oh, it's funny that you're a trad wife now. And I was like, what's a trad wife. So I had to look it up. And apparently there's this whole like trend on um, like TikTok and Instagram and stuff of it's like shorthand for a traditional wife. So if you Google it, basically you see these pictures of like you know, the June Cleaver type woman with perfectly done hair and the, you know, skirt and the cardigan sweater. And, you know, she's, um, 
vacuuming the floor and she's happy to be doing the chores and folding the laundry at home. And so you have all these women that are like reverting back to that because they've seen, I guess, the generation before of like the mothers that raised their kids in daycare that weren't there because they were out earning the money and, you know, providing, um, they didn't like that outcome. So now they've gone back to what happened before. And I actually, let's see, there was this article. Okay. So if you like Google it and you read these articles, um, it talks about, you know, the pinup dresses, the gorgeous home, the cooked meals, the decadent dining room table, basically what you would picture from the 1950s. Um, and typically it says they have Christian conservative values. Um, they want to put their husbands first. It says that they're going to be subservient to men, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea of what a tribe life is. Um, so I was just laughing that somebody would call me that, but I get why they said it is because I went from being like the feminist raw, raw working all the time to now I'm staying at home with my kids. And it's funny because I actually like, I'm not either one of those anymore. Now that I'm a mom with my kids, I'm getting older, I'm changing. Like, no, I don't want to be the man in the relationship anymore. I don't want to have my kids in daycare all day long because I saw the damage that that did to my son. Um, And I really regret that. But I also am not like a pinup at home wearing like, dresses and perfectly done hair and makeup and like, Oh, Luke, how can I serve you? Can I bring you your coffee? Like, it's just, that's just not me. If you know me, that's not my personality at all. And so I feel like there has to be this middle ground where you recognize that yes, men and women are equal. Like cognitively, we are just as capable as men. There are many sex differences. Obviously I've talked about this a ton on here, especially biologically, but um, just in the way that God made men and women different. But that doesn't mean that I don't think women are capable or smart or able to do things or have jobs. And so I think that one thing that I really want to talk to my daughter about that my parents didn't talk to this, talk to me about this, but it wasn't like really a thing back then. Um, I want her to be educated. I want her to have a skill set. I want her to be able to provide for herself and her kids. If that ever becomes an issue in her life, because you know, you could have a husband die or if things can happen, you need to be able to have skills in life so that you can earn money. Um, but I just want to be honest with her about like, you can do a lot of things that men can do. You can go to school and you can be a brain surgeon. You can do many jobs that were traditionally like male roles. If you want to, I believe you're capable of that. But along with that comes consequences. Um, so a good consequence of that is that you're going to earn a lot of money and you'll have respect and an ego and all that. A bad consequence of that, your home life is going to be shitty. Um, you're probably going to have issues with your husband. You're definitely going to have issues with your kids because you're not going to be there for them, be around them. Um, so I just want to be honest with her about like, 
let's think through what your goals are in life. If you do think that you want to have a family at some point, which most women, even if they say that they don't, they change their mind once their biological clock starts ticking around the age of 30 or whatever. Um, and things just change in your body that you have no control over. But say you do want to have a family and you think that that's part of your goal. Think through a career that will actually work for being a mom first. And then the career comes second. Um, Or career, it doesn't necessarily that the career has to come second, but a career that you can step back from for a little while um, and then be able to get back into it. You know, I think that why I faced such a crisis for me is because with my job, you couldn't do it part time. I couldn't do just like five loans a month because if I would tell my realtors like, oh, I only want this loan or that loan or whatever. If you cherry pick, then the realtor is just going to go give the business to somebody who wants it all, who's hungry and willing to do the work. And also like you can't say give a realtor all of your time and attention whenever they need it all hours of the day and night. And then you have kids and you're like, Oh, you can only call me during these certain windows. Like that just didn't work for the career that I was in. There wasn't flexibility to be a mom and have family balanced life with the job that I did. But I do believe that there are jobs out there that you can like, for instance, Emily, she helps produce this show and she does like my web design and stuff like that. She gets to decide what clients she wants to take on when she wants to take on those clients. And so that would be like something I've told her before, like that's a great career. If you ever want to have kids because you can decide to scale back, like I'm not going to take as many clients on this year. Um, So she has, you know, some control over her schedule and what she does and how much she wants to take on and when she wants to do it. I also have friends that um, are like nurse practitioners and they have a really good setup. Like they have where they can work like one day a week. And so they're with their kids most of the week. And then they still work like one day a week. And it's really good balance because it allows for them to be outside of the home, still stimulated by other adults, still seeing other people um, that are in, you know, their patients just in totally different walks of life or whatever, and being able to interact and keep those skills sharp and up to date. Um, but they're still able to put their kids first and their family first, especially when their kids are little, which is like so important. And I just want to be honest with my daughter about like, if you want to have a family, it doesn't matter to you right now, but it will. Once you have those kids, you're going to want to spend time with them. You're going to want to have this quality of life. You should think about a career that will allow for that. Um, And so if that means choosing something that's, not as glamorous or not as, you know, high wage earning potential. So be it. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense at all or if I'm just rambling here, but I think that that's important because I think that you can achieve being able to still work some while putting your kids first. Like there's gotta be some middle ground Yeah. And I just wish that I would have had that option. I wish I would have had that foresight. But when I was in school, no one ever talked to me about that. Um, My parents didn't talk to me about that. Like it wasn't ever 
a conversation that was had. It was just like, you can do anything. You can reach the stars. You can, you know, achieve whatever goal you set out to achieve. And while all that is true, it just does come with consequences. So you have to talk about the positive and negative consequences. And I think that our job as a parent is to, you know, help our kids learn how to make decisions in life because we're not always going to be there to make the decisions for them. Um, So if you can teach them, like when you're up against a big decision, you need to weigh the pros and cons, but you also have to think about the long-term consequences, positive or negative and the short term, and then decide what aligns with you and your goals most. Um, I think also one thing that I really have been thinking about is goal setting. Like, um, what do I want my life to look like? And I think people are really good at setting short-term goals. Like, okay, I know what I want it to look like in the next five years or even the next 10 years. People can like verbalize those things, but we really need to think about long-term goals. Like what do we want the end of our life to look like? When you look back and say like, did I accomplish the things I wanted to accomplish? Am I the person who I wanted to be? And obviously it's all a journey and you cannot plan it out. And God is the one who has the plan for you. But I think that it's wise to say like to our daughters, especially if you want to become a neurosurgeon, sure, you can do that. You have the capability to do that. You can work hard. You're smart. You can do that. But it's going to be harder for you to find a mate um, because especially if you want to find a mate that's an equal to you or someone that you actually respect, they're probably going to need to make more money than you. Hate to say that, but that is something that is a real issue for women is you don't typically respect a guy as much if you're out earning him. Um, Also, just feasibility wise, if you want to have a family, like you need to have a guy that can actually earn money too. So that if you do want to step back from your career, your family still operates and runs and has the means to do that. Um, But if your daughter wants to become a neurosurgeon, she's going to make a lot of money. She's going to have a lot of accolades that she'll have the respect and the ego and all those things. But then it's like, okay, you've got to find a man. You've got to figure out, you know, like, are we going to have kids? Can we have kids? If you put the career first and you don't even find a man, like, do you want to end up on a rocking chair by yourself when you're 60 years old and be rich and have all of that, but then like have nobody with you, like have no family, like that would suck. And so not necessarily that that is what's going to happen because obviously there's, you know, an exception um, to a rule. But if you think through like the trajectory of the consequences of the decisions you make, like these are outcomes that are probable. So I'm going to talk to my daughter about like, hey, here are some careers, some things that you could be interested in. that would be a good fit for being a mom. If you want to be there for your kids and actually get to know them and be around them, like 
these are some things that you consider and you could do and you could still have it as a career, which is nice to have because you want things, the benefits that come with a career, but you can actually step back and have a family life too. Um, I don't know. That's just what I've been thinking about. And the guy going back to the beginning where I was talking about the printing press, the guy was saying that, um, you know, eventually it ended up being a good thing once they worked out, you know, getting through the witch trials and the religious wars and all the bad things that came with it. At first you have so many more people with this technology that is good. And there were growing pains that were really bad and had really horrendous consequences. Um, but eventually you have more people, more eyes on it so they can, call out the falsities or the issues with the technology and chip away at those and then get to a place where it's good and useful. And so I feel like with thinking about like the washing machine and feminism, like here's this technology, here's this idea we're going, we've as a country, as a, the world really have gone through all of these horrible growing pains with many, many, unintended consequences that have been horrible and they've really hurt children and families specifically. Um, um, Cooper has a lot to say about that. Um, But if we can get through those consequences and learn our lessons and learn like, okay, these technologies, these ideas, they do have some really good things to them as well. They've made our lives so much better. Like, I don't have to spend the entire day doing laundry anymore. I can use my time to do other things now because of the advent of this washing machine. Um, And to go with that, with feminism, like, you know, I am educated now. I have the right to vote. Like there are good things. We don't have to push it to the fuck men. We don't need men. I can be a man. Like let's take out, how far it's gone and go back to the good things that came from these technologies and ideas and find a balance. Um, I think that would be really cool for women. Like there's gotta be some place in between the boss bitch and the trad wife. And I'm somewhere in the middle and I know that my personality plays into that. My education, my upbringing, my religion, all of these things play into that. Um, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like there can be something in the middle and it can work. And we've got to throw out the bad and keep the good, but recognize that there is still a lot of bad. So like, I think that for instance, you can be a working mom And still acknowledge that daycare is not good for kids. We have the data on that now. We know that it doesn't allow for the attachment and the bonding that kids need. Um, And those attachment skills play into how a kid can process their emotions later in life and how they deal with conflict, all sorts of things. So we can recognize like, yes, although I'm working and I'm earning money and I'm using my brain and doing all these good things with this job, if I put my kid in daycare hundred percent of the time that is hurting my kid. Like you can acknowledge that and say, we've just got to find a better way to do all of this. So I don't know. 
those are my thoughts for today. Um, oh, one other thing is, is that typically when there's a new technology, there's a lag time between the cultural norms catching up with stuff and um, institutions like laws and regulations catching up with stuff. And I feel like this is where we are um, kind of as a country right now is all these women want um, more maternity leave that's paid and they want childcare to be um, paid for by the government, like all these things. And I don't know that we can look to the laws and regulations to solve our issues either, because clearly that hasn't worked in the past um, for a myriad of issues. But I think that it's something that we need to take ownership of and responsibility for and say, we can do better. There's somewhere in the middle and we can't remain tribalized or we're not going to make any process. Sorry, progress. God, I haven't slept. That's all I've got for today. On my social media, I'm going to put up some videos of these trad wives because they're pretty hilarious, actually. Um, and I'll, although I think there are some really good things for that they're doing, like, you know, treating your husband well is a good thing. And being there for your kids is a good thing. And raising your own food is a good thing. That doesn't mean that there isn't space and room for us to be able to think for ourselves and still be able to do other jobs too. So anyways, Cooper's had enough. That's it. If you want to check me out, I'm at LizDurham.com or being different with Liz Durham on social media. All right. Have a good day.